All right, now it's recording. Look <laughs> at that. That's all the good stuff. All right, so this is Recovering Loudly, Episode 5. This is Ashley. And this is Scott. And today we're going to be talking about triggers. So with that in mind, we are going to give our trigger warning. Um, our conversations may contain um, things that are upsetting to others, drug use, um, violence, all the things that could possibly happen during the time of use. Um, so Scott, do you want to go first? Do you want to talk about, I can go first. You can go for, yeah, Yeah. go. So like the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Movies, which Mm -hmm. we discussed. Yes. That Netflix. Made. Made. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. a no go for me. Yes. Yep. So it's funny how random ass things in your life, stuff you wouldn't. So if anybody out there wants to know, I have a photographic memory, right? So I associate smells and everything and it takes me back to that immediate moment yeah and it's like clear uh, i can't talk welcome to my stutter anyway (laughs) crystal clear yeah so yeah triggers for me are sometimes good and sometimes just absolutely terrible and made i think like feeding off of that is so great at depicting such a bad situation like it really brought home um what domestic violence Mm -hmm. looks like in a home and not just um physical abuse it really hits home on the mental 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 warfare yes yeah and i agree with you that i mean i watched it but there were definitely moments where it was very hard to get through and it was very emotional What's some of your triggers? Ugh, everything today. Oh, you're having one of those days. I am having one of those. So, okay, so it's really funny because in class we were, we did um, group counseling because I'm getting my master's in mental health counseling in case anybody didn't know. Um, Because I can't remember if I have mentioned it. But we had to do. In other words, she's very smart. I pretend to be very smart. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It is, I play smart on TV. Um. (laughs) But but we were told to identify our triggers. Yeah. So that if we were triggered, like, what would we do to show that we were triggered in that moment? And I remember saying, I don't really get triggered. <laughs> Not me. I'm fine. Like, I don't get triggered. Um, I lied because I am triggered by some of the weirdest things. And I don't realize it until I start feeling pain in my chest and then I'm like I'm getting triggered by this and I never recognized it before so today was a very triggering day I just want to speak specifically about today for right now I went to my social justice practicum Mm -hmm. and um, I'm doing it at the Ross for Ross yeah Um, and the whole point behind this organization is to help people get what they need to get sober. And my supervisor's like, hey, we're going to help this girl get into treatment. And I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. You know, I'm like, yes, let's do the damn thing. I sat in this office and this girl was withdrawing. I've never been in a room with someone going through withdrawals. Terrible. Since I've been sober. Mm -hmm. Um. And before that, I never was really in tune to what that looked like. Um, And when I was using, of course, I didn't. I 
I didn't care. Right. I mean, <laughs> I had my own. Nothing sh- mattered. I had my own shit. I, right. I was just making sure I didn't withdraw. Yep. Um, so she was withdrawing and we're calling these places. And the sad thing is, is that the closest places are like Springfield, mm-hmm. Champaign, um, Chicago land, uh, and nothing's around here. And then they do all these questions. This poor girl yeah. was having to answer tons and tons and tons and tons of questions to even get put on a waiting list. Not to get in. I don't know if she got in, but to get put on a waiting list, the amount of questions they asked, I would have given up. It's I, sad, isn't it? It was so sad and it broke it broke my heart. My supervisor was like, Is your soul okay? And I was like, It is not okay. No. Because it was hard. It was hard to watch somebody who was there because they wanted to get sober. They didn't, weren't forced. Um, And she was banging on the door for help and nobody would open. Yeah. Or they would. Essentially. Yeah. And they were, or they would open it like a little bit and her foot would try to sneak in, but then like it was stuck there. Yeah. So I'm hoping, and it sounds like it's going to be positive. Like she's going to get in, but then she gets dropped off at home. And she has to go to work. And she, like... How? We all know how she's going to get to work. Yeah. And that's what makes it sad. Mm-hmm. Is because this individual seemed like a good person. I mean, like, you you get vibes from people, right? Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, and you're like, you know, you, you, I knew how the day was going to go for this person. And it just, ugh. You can tell more, especially if you've been through the shit. Mm-hmm. It broke me that for sucks. today. It did. It was sad because it's like, man, I didn't have to go through that process. I'm yeah. so grateful I didn't because um, I didn't know what that process looked like. I knew that getting into treatment was hard, mm-hmm. you know, and I know there's a lot of questions for assessments, but to see someone struggling clearly and just wanting help and just wanting help. And then there's so much put against them, put against them. It's yeah. so hard. And it, it, they're yeah. literally set up to fail. 100%. You know, uh, is, I don't know if it's still valid or not, but don't you have to be sober for 24 hours before you can even go into a rehab? In some places. That what? How does that even make sense? Um, I don't know. And the thing is, is that a lot of places. Um, I know that's how the majority are around here. Yeah. I, and, and I don't know those specifics, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because there's so much people want to want these individuals who are struggling to prove their sobriety. Mm-hmm. But people can't prove their sobriety Mm-mm. without getting help yeah. to get sober. Yep. And it's so disheartening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that was like, and it's so triggering. Yeah. That's a trigger. Yep. And it's a different kind of trigger because there are daily triggers. But this was just like, and this situation probably won't happen daily. For me personally, but it does happen daily and to see it unfold and like watch how everything played out. I was like, I was actually lost for words. I called my friend and I was like, I literally have 
no words to describe the emotions I'm feeling right now. It's terrible. And you know what, what, what sucks mm-hmm. is when you're out on the outside watching mm-hmm. and you know that you are helpless at that moment too. Yeah. You, you couldn't do anything. You were stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, she was going to go through the withdrawals, the DTs and you're stuck and you want to help them in any way, shape or form. But in a situation like you were in, you know, I can see how 100% that'd be draining. Oh, 100%. I wanted to be, take a nap. I was going to say, that's got to be so mentally draining. It was. It was. It was very, um, and it was an interesting um, position to be in. And I don't know if interesting is the word I'm looking for, but that's what popped up. I mean, realistically, so. it is. Yeah, it was. Because you saw the other side of things. and Yeah, and I knew the story. I don't know the personal story, but I know the story yeah. of... I, and I and I can't assume how things are going to play out for that individual today. I can't. Because as far as I know, they could have went home and bucked up, bucked up, quote unquote, and just carried on with their day without having to worry about substances and just dealt with it. Made some mac and cheese. And, and... made some mac and cheese. <laughs> <clears throat> but realistically. Yeah. You know the hell that they're going through. And that they're struggling and they have to make it through the day. And what do you do when you have to make it through the day when you're an addict and you have no other choice in your head? You're, you're going to use drugs Mm -hmm. because you have to, you have to continue your day, whatever that may look like. And to do that without external support, it's drugs. Yeah. It's that's the habit side. Yes. So, yeah, that was my triggering thing. That was my triggering thing. Yeah. So, movies, other people, <laughs> <laughs> situations I can't control. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, uh, you know, we have hog days here. Yes. That's Ugh. a really bad weekend for me. I hate hog days. Me too. Sorry. I'm sorry, everybody I in Kiwani, but I, I know. It's like, it's supposedly got to be, if you don't like hog days, you're not from Kiwani. Well, I absolutely despise holidays i'm from galva so i am not from kiwani and you hate holidays. So, so i can hate hog days yeah. no i don't even take i've never i don't think i've ever taken my kids to it maybe once i took ethan when he was little i have so many bad memories of hog days from when you were a child yeah. with your like your mom i watched my mom punch out a carny and then get arrested oh good lord yeah straight like straight up seriously i was it was 1996 labor day 1996 and i know that because i had the air max or not air max air mm-hmm. air more up tempos the scotty pippins <laughs> good old scotty pippin and i got a picture of me sitting out in front of at the time lloyd's yeah you know now sarno's with a elephant ear and that day my mom punched a carney oh gosh drunk and then one point I was with another year, I was in the zipper with Abby Dana and they stopped the zipper and lo and behold, my mom's being arrested. Oh. I watched the whole thing unfold while I'm <laughs> up in the zipper. <laughs> Seriously, me and Abby Dana clear up at the top of this zipper and I'm looking down and I'm watching my mom get arrested. I laugh about it now. Well, it's, you know, well, yeah. I mean, it is kind of comical. It, it's one of those situations. <laughs> there's a lot of things that I laugh about from when I, when I was oh, going absolutely. through it. But that you probably shouldn't laugh about when yeah. you're like, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. That's it's the dark okay. humor in us. And you know, I think a lot of people that dealt with shit in their life, they have dark humor. They do have dark humor because again, 
if you take it too seriously, yeah. it just drains you even more. Mm-hmm. You can't take, I, I personally feel, and this is my experience and who I am as a person. I feel like if I were to take life and what I've been through as serious, <laughs> I like, and I know you're the same. Yeah. I know you are. And it, Gosh, think about how depressed you are. Oh, my God. I mean, like, I already struggle sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, I already have depression. I don't need to take anything more serious. No, God, no. Like, my life is okay, but, like, I already deal with depression. I don't want to be that serious. Because if you really think about some of the fucked up shit that's happened to you, you're like, man. And it just gets heavy. Yeah. And if you can't laugh at some of those fucked up situations. You're screwed. You're screwed. Like, the one of my, this isn't a trigger, but. One of the favorite times that I laugh about now is when my mom straight up hit me so hard, like straight on man punched me in the face. It was my sophomore year going into my sophomore year, uh, fourth quarter, basically a freshman year. And she, she would literally joke about it and tell me she saw my feet at the time. It wasn't funny, but now I look back and it's like, yeah, my mom rocked my shit to the point where she saw my feet. Oh my. Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> <laughs> green book bags green book bags because that's the that's what i walked home and i had a green black and green book bag it was hunter green on the outside and i had black pockets on the outside so now if i see like a hunter green book bag it takes me back to that walk home oh gosh that's some weird shit no that's that you know what the weird little things like that mm-hmm. can be super triggering mm-hmm. and you don't even know it mm-hmm. like i said you don't know it until it hits you yep and I think that's the weirdest part about triggers is that sometimes you don't even know you're triggered until you randomly see something and you're like, fuck that thing. Yep. That thing is stupid. I never want to see another one of those in mm-hmm. my life. Yep. I will burn them all to the ground. <clears throat> it's amazing how it they is, work. It is. Green book bags. Green book bags. Yep. Have you ever told your boys no to a green book bag? No, they don't have green book bags though, so we're good. I know, but I wonder if like their no. favorite color was green, if they'd be like, I really want this book bag. No. No, if they wanted one, I'd let them have it, you know? <laughs> and you just grit your teeth. And I just mm-hmm. grit my teeth and yeah. It's hard though. It is. It's There's hard. some shit that's really difficult. And movies is honestly a really bad one for me. Well, and it's visual. Yeah. And that brings a whole nother level mm-hmm. too. Yep. What's your weirdest trigger besides a green book bag? That's what I was trying to sit here and think about, actually. I had one the other day, and it, it actually struck me. And it gave me a bit of, like, a nostalgia. Like, it took me back. Yeah. In a good way. Hmm. Yeah. And I can't remember what the hell it was. And I was like, holy shit, that was nice for once. You was, know? What a nice trigger. <laughs> that was a pleasant one. Um. So on a positive note, with a positive trigger... Cooking. So I'm actually a decent baker and cook. And why is there never food ready for me when I get here? I don't know. I'm terrible. That's like some I make bullshit. some bullshit. You should see my omelets. I make some, <laughs> I make some bomb ass omelets. Gosh. And I uh, I can make some really good pancakes. <sighs> and I can make a bomb ass cheesecake. You know, I said I needed cheesecake for the next time and there isn't any here. I know. I need to get some cheesecake, man. You do. You'd like it. Oh my gosh. I love cheesecake. It's my favorite. So that, that trigger is of when my, my mom for like six to eight years of my life. So basically up until I was eight years old, was a really, really good mom Aww. and she was my best friend. Truthfully, 
Yeah. And she taught me how to bake. And like I grew up, my mom won the state fair. She won first, second, and third in pies at the state fair. She won the Peoria fair. Um, and she would do this every year and every year she would always place top three. Oh. And so I grew up and it was all homemade, homemade stuff. So baking is a good trigger for me. Oh, I love that. that like that's a good trigger to have because that's something you can do. Like that's a good, good trigger to have yeah. because that's something you can do with your kids too. Yeah, exactly. And that's like something you have to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could just eat fast food all the time, but, <laughs> but like cooking is like an essential part of living essentially. Yeah. So it's good that that is one of your good ones. So probably the worst one that I have right now is actually being at a bar. Oh, including Mm. my own up at the stables. Why do you come then? You just stand in the way anyways. Well, I like standing in the way. (laughs) So why do you, why do you like, I have, I don't know what it is right now, but I have, I am 100% anti-alcohol. I mean, that's, that's, but like in like, in a extreme, like it really, like, I don't like bars. I won't go into a, like, I love going to Cerno's and eating normally. Yeah. I can't go in there now. My anxiety gets so bad. Okay. It's unreal. Was there something that in specific that happened? A Cerno's? To, no, like in general to where you're like, I can't, I can't be around it right yeah, now. Yeah. I keep having uh, nightmares of my aunt. Oh. And yeah. my mom. So I think it's like a, just a mental thing. Like it's just eating at me. Yeah. But yeah, bars right now. Well, it's good that you recognize that though. And like, don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Except that you do come up to the stable. <laughs> you know, and the other night though, <clears throat> I was good when I, when we had, it was not this last weekend, the weekend before. Oh yeah. 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 I actually, for the first time in two years, I did a shot of Jameson. Oh, I was fine that night. I have no idea why mm. I was good. Well, but you have that though. Yeah. Like I feel like with triggers, um, you can have ups and downs yeah. with those two where some things will bother you mm-hmm. more at specific times than yeah. at other times. What's your worst trigger? My worst trigger? Yeah. What's the one that you're being fucking tired? People think I'm, people think I'm crazy when I see this, but I, if I am too tired, I am the worst person. I can't handle anything. I feel you. Um, I feel like I'm coming down. So, uh, yeah, it rem- it reminds me of when I would withdraw because when you're withdrawing from meth, it's just like this overwhelming sense of tired, and you just fall asleep of exhaustion. Yeah, and you just fall asleep. So, it gets one day. Um, I went to work and I was so tired. I literally, I like, I have to go home. I cannot be here anymore um, because I'm so tired. I can't deal with it. And it just like, I don't know. I was a bitch. I didn't care. I, I couldn't even pretend. I'm pretty good at pretending. Like I'm, in a, <laughs> like, I'm pretty good at like putting on my customer service voice and yeah. just being like, cool. Yep. But when I reach this point of ex- done. I'm done and I can't, I'm you're not I, only done. You're fucking done. I'm fucking done. Yeah. I can't deal with anything. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'm a horrible, horrible person when I reach that point and I don't reach it very often. 
Um, it only happens every once in a while, but when it does, oh my it's gosh. Bad. And I can feel it coming. Like if I start getting too tired, that's why I nap so much. Like it makes sense. I nap a lot. I can't nap. Oh my gosh, I wish I couldn't. I get angry. I <laughs> when you wake up or when you Oh man, alive. If I take a nap, I'm done. You're like, like you, you hulk stay, out. Stay away Ugh. from me. Yeah. I, mm. because then I feel like I wasted my day and I get mad. I understand that actually. I don't like taking naps. I feel like it's almost a requirement, though. It's me. a necessity for you. For me. Yeah. Sometimes I can't accomplish the nap, but I sure fucking try. So, yeah, that one is probably um, my worst one is when I'm super tired. And I'm sure there's, like, other ones that are close. But that's the one that's really sticking in my, like my head right now. What so. uh, is there any foods or words? Words, no. Foods? Foods. Drinks, anything like that? Um, not really, actually. Um, but, uh, okay, so. I know one. What? Are you going to talk about the tinfoil? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say. Maybe. <laughs> because it's funny because I told somebody else that too. Okay, so. For all those wonderful listeners out there. So tinfoil. I am cool with tinfoil. Okay, so paraphernalia. She's down with the tinfoil. I am down. I was. (laughs) Um, But paraphernalia for what I did, for meth, how I did it was, is super, too fucking easy. It's a pen and tinfoil, really, and Mm -hmm. a lighter. I mean, super, it's obnoxiously easy. So you make a boat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... The first year of my sobriety, I wouldn't even say year, a few months, I didn't, I didn't necessarily avoid those things, but I didn't like focus my energy on pens and tinfoil. So it wasn't, I was kind of indifferent to the whole thing, but so I went out to do inventory at the stables and Kara, bless her heart, she cut up tinfoil to put over our caps of our beer. I mean, our liquor. Um, and I don't even know. I don't know what she was doing. Washing the things. I don't know. But she made these little tinfoil squares, these teeny tiny ones. They're not enough to do anything with. But they were just this little stack of square tinfoil pieces and i was like what the fuck <laughs> not today satan <laughs> i messaged Kara. i was like so <laughs> i'm throwing this shit out i did and i threw them away i threw them all away because i was like this is highly uncomfortable for me <laughs> and it's like you guys don't have that much energy <laughs> i know you guys are too- and that would be the smallest boat in the entire world right um but I did, on the other hand of that, besides my, like, little tinfoil freak out, <laughs> I went at the store, we have, I went to go get tinfoil for cooking out, like, mm-hmm. I needed it for some sort of meal prep, mm-hmm. and they had the sheets, you know, that are, like, pre-cut, oh, nice. yeah. and I was like, where the fuck were these? <laughs> this would have made my job so much easier. Right. <laughs> Do you know how much time I could have saved? I could have saved so much time. I could have just pulled it in half, (laughs) ripped it, moved on with my life. 
But see, like that kind of stuff I can laugh about. Yeah. And I bought them. I bought them. I used them. Mm-hmm. Wasn't an issue. Laughed about it in my head. Showed my friend. I was like, I told her what I said. I'm like, see, it would have been so much easier to the, oh, you're not funny. And I'm like, I think I'm hilarious. I laughed at it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but then like other moments where I find random tinfoil that can't do anything because it's the tiniest little squares ever. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You know what, though? That's good. You reprogrammed your mind. Yeah. Yeah. You did. Yeah. You subconsciously reprogrammed your mind. Yeah. So, you, so your triggers are now tiny little pieces of tinfoil. Tinfoil. <laughs> I went from tinfoil that'll do something to tinfoil that has absolutely <laughs> no purpose, no whatsoever. purpose whatsoever, except to cover a little hole on a liquor bottle. <laughs> but those are the ones that get me. That's the biggest trigger right there. And that's so my biggest trigger. Tiny little fucking tinfoil pieces. Yeah, that's probably, that was probably my strangest trigger. Um, it's amazing. I also have like a weird money trigger. Yeah. Like where I hide money. Oh, you're a squirrel. I am a squirrel. So I, I do that too. I, yeah. We I talked about because that. because my mom. I had to because of past relationship yeah, and because there was like people in my house. I mean, it was, well, when, okay. So when you're using meth, like nobody's a good person, yeah. let's be honest. If you're, and I'm no offense to people who are currently struggling with it, but be honest with yourselves. Are you not a shady person yeah. when you are high on meth? You are. Everything shiny goes in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Unless you have good boundaries, but. <laughs> But that's not very, I mean, that's very rare. Um, so there was people, you know, that would be in my house, whatever. I didn't trust anybody. Right. So that is like the one thing that kind of st- stayed with me. And if people come to my house that I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mm. like mm-hmm. hide it. Mm-hmm. I have like two savings and two checkings because I don't want anybody to know how much money is anyone. Account- and I asked my dad, I'm like, dad, if I open another checking account in Galva would that be suspicious <laughs> he's like you shouldn't open another why do you need another checking I'm like well because I have I work at the bank in Galva that way I can cash my checks from not the bank but uh Uncle Nolan's right. that way I can cash my checks from there, right there and I'll have another account yeah and I just won't touch it and he's yeah. like you have two already and I was like I know I know but I want a third but I want a third <laughs> so nobody ever knows how much money I have do it I, sh- I think I might actually do it or, you know, another really good way. What? Put it in a savings account, get it to a certain amount and then put it in a CD. Because uh. then you can't touch it. And then in your mind that money's gone. But then it, when it matures, you've made a little bit of money. So yeah. I do 12 month CDs and then I just let them keep renewing. Nice. No, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm focusing on getting my car paid off. I try to pay my grandma a decent amount of money a month yeah it's a substantial amount but like once i get free i'm working really hard towards it really hard so and that's another reason why i squirrel money nothing wrong with that no it's i mean i it's it's whatever i work hard i do the same i squirrel money away though because my at one point my dad was having to hide money for my mom to stop her from going and buying Mm -hmm. vodka so any money that I had from working, I had to hide it. I learned to hide it in my shoes. Oh. Yeah. Because my mom knew, like, my shoes were my things, and I could always tell if something was moved. Oh, smart. Yeah. So she would never mess with my shoes. Very smart. Yeah. Um, this is a weird thought. Speaking of, like, 
hiding money. I have actually considered pulling up one of my floorboards. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy. No, it's, it's not. But I mean, I've done some weird shit like that, too. Yeah. To hide money. Oh, absolutely. When I was using specifically, I had things of importance, like real importance, go missing. And... Um, and I haven't even gone through all of my stuff because I'm afraid to see what I actually don't have anymore. So I just kind of keep myself ignorant. (laughs) Ignorance is bliss. So I kind of keep myself ignorant to what is really going on and Mm -hmm. what I do and don't have. Um, but like as soon as I got sober, you know, your brain's not fully. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to fucking rip up a floorboard. And you know, it's a lot cheaper than that. What? A safe deposit box at a bank. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and if your house burns down, it's still in the safe deposit box. I know. I know. I was just, and not so much now wanting to <laughs> dig up a floorboard, like pull up a floorboard. <laughs> it was more when I, right after I got sober. I know it's irrational. <laughs> but is it? It is a little. <laughs> it is a little bit. It is a little bit to think I, about. I, like, I actually, I don't think it's a rational. <laughs> like there's a tiny bit. Like when anybody who would not have. Okay. If you go to a person who has never had this thought process before and you were like, hey. um, So the diamonds are in the floorboard. If you, <laughs> um, That'll be in my will. So if you end up looking for some extra cash, it's the eighth floor, it's the eighth tile in or whatever, the eighth board in on the floor in my entrance of my house. All I'm going to say is lift the rug and the X marks the spot. (laughs) (laughs) My kids are going to be like, they're going to be, read my will. I'll be on my deathbed. I'll be like, mom, what the hell are you talking about? There's X's everywhere. You lost your fucking mind. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to make it a game. (laughs) Like off of, uh. What's that movie? Oh, my God. This Saw. I was... Oh, that's so funny. Because I was just going to say, do you want to play a game? Do you want to play a game? That's exactly what I thought of. Get out of my head, Scott. Get out of my head. Except there's no killing. It's just finding money. It's just finding money. And jewels. I don't have... It'd be like searching for Pablo Escobar's. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, not as much. And and not in the Congo. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They'd be like, Mom, we looked all over the house and all we found was $20. (laughs) And that's for you. <laughs> My kids would find a bunch of, uh, what are those things called? They used to sell, sell them at the bank. Oh. God dang it. Thought process. I know. There's that ADD. Because um, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, shit. Anyway, my grandma would buy them. Are they to put your coins in? No, the little certificate things. So, like, if she bought a $20 one, it was worth... Oh, yeah. $50 and in it came so with, many years. Yeah, and it came with like a little... Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They would find a bunch of those from my grandma Briner. That's oh. all they'd find. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck are these? <laughs> this is bullshit. This is crap. <clears throat> that would be so funny. Please. If if you ever decide to do that, let me know. I don't need to know where the X is at. I just want to know that there's a bunch of certificates hidden on the floorboard of your house. <laughs> No, see, and this is the thing we probably should not talk about for the public. We're going to go on vacation. <laughs> Somebody's going to, well, I'm going to tell you right now, they can come in here and chop the living shit out of my house. They're going to be so disappointed. I was just going to say the same thing. They're going to be like, where's the money? There's no excess, bitches. No, I literally just told everybody I put my money in CDs, so have fun. <laughs> yeah, I got like $20 at my house. Let me know when you do it, though, so I can let, like, just 
make sure my dogs and my cat are okay and then <laughs> come on in. Yeah, I could remodel, I guess. Right? Um, if you actually, there's $5,000 hidden in my kitchen if you want to go in. <laughs> Specifically under the kitchen counter and cabinets. <laughs> You may need to knock them around a little bit. There's some hollow walls in there. (laughs) And I'm dying. That's so funny. And the floor is, the floor is. It's just, it's all, it's full of hundred dollar (laughs) bills. Hundreds. Stacked. There's probably thousands in there. Just go crazy. Go nuts. Don't touch the refrigerator though, because it's new. There's no, there's there's no no money in there. There's no hundreds. I'm not one of those people that hide my money in my freezer. Rest assured. That was my grandma. See, you know, I heard that was a thing. It's because of most, uh, uh, refri- I cannot think tonight. Refrigerators. That's a, like a really common word. One would be able to say immediately. They don't burn. Whoa. Dun- oh, that's why. Yeah. You know, what's funny. I never thought of that. I just thought maybe yeah. they thought robbers were stupid. No bullshit. My grandma's like quote unquote safe. Yeah. Was their freezer. That's pretty smart though. Like, they had a double-sided fridge, right? And the whole left side, where it was normally a freezer, was filled with files. That's kind of smart, though. But, like, it's, like, crazy, but smart. It's, like, crazy smart. Well, they were just... You know, they, I mean, they had a pretty successful business. They were just tighter and bark on a tree and they didn't want to buy a safe. So they just used an old refrigerator that they had. It's it's a beautiful thing. It is. That's, I like that. (laughs) Buy a bunch of old refrigerators. These are my safes. And I'm going to get one of those locks that go on the outside of it. (laughs) Like we have over there. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. People will be like, what are you doing? Nobody will suspect this. (laughs) Nobody's going to (laughs) know. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Nobody's going to know. All right. um, Mm -hmm. So I was just, yeah, we're checking the time. It is time for us to close this episode down. Um, We definitely got off. Our takeaway from today is anything can be a trigger. Literally. And that's okay. Green fucking book bags, man. Green book bags and tinfoil. Tiny, tiny pieces of tinfoil. Tiny, tiny pieces of This this episode is this episode episode is brought to you by all of the fuck ups between one minute and thirty four minutes. Thank you for tuning. Bye. Bye.